Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. What? I'm, ex- what? I'm excited for everybody to join us today. We have a very passionate entrepreneur uh, joining us for our interview today, Brody Meyer, the president of Fuse Me. So, what is Fuse Me? You ask. So, Fuse Me is a free mobile application that allows people to build relationships, uh, career fairs, networking events, or even at, at the bar. You never know. Um, it's an app where you put in your information, your professional information. Um, and it's a way of people to kind of connect with you um, and view your, your profile. It pretty much takes LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, just information about you and pretty much meshes it all into one. It's a pretty cool application. He gets into his company, his motivations behind it, uh, what he's learned from a relational standpoint about the types of business relationships that he wants to work with, just the right people to work with. Um, he gets into uh, meditation. Uh, visualization, the different things like that that he uses on a daily basis to to keep himself level-headed because he... he I thought that was pretty interesting too, him doing something to calm himself down mm-hmm. before he goes into what is his heat of the battle. Yep. You know, the most extreme portion of his day, he gets as calm as he possibly can before going into that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And we talk about visualiz- visualization, there we go all the time on the show so I thought that was pretty cool that he actually does that as a full-time entrepreneur Um, and yeah excuse me I didn't realize how cool it was until I actually tried it yeah like I I was kind of understanding what it was but until I looked at it and actually gave it a shot I was like oh wow this is actually kind of sweet so yeah give it a shot Uh, just download it quick download open it uh, try it with a friend and just see how fast it is. It just really expedites yeah. uh, the business card transaction or trying to get everyone's info. It's all right there. You tap your Twitter, Instagram, and you go right to theirs. Right. Um, and it's a follow. You don't even have to search for them. Yeah. Um, and the big thing I took uh, that he talked about was company image. So early on in his journey with FuseMe um, and companies prior to that, we get into some startups he had prior to FuseMe. And so uh, we kind of went through the struggles of that and making sure that your company is uh, well represented and has the image that you really want it to have. And if it doesn't, figure out what's going wrong with that. Uh, so we, we really enjoyed this episode. Uh, this was a really fun conversation. Uh, Brody got in into some, some good things uh, when starting a business and, and a scale as well. Uh, issues with uh, having even just four members and a full-time team and uh, the hurdles they go through with that. So uh, without further ado, hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for your time. Thanks for tuning in. And here we are with Brody Meyer. Brody, kind of introduce yourself, a little background, and then, uh, yeah, let's get into Fuse Me. Awesome. Um, So my name's Brody, and I went to Butler University. Um, I studied economics at Butler and mechanical engineering at Purdue through... IEPUI. Butler doesn't have a engineering program, but I knew, you know, I, I like mathematics and physics, and um, that was definitely the route I wanted to take, engineering. So they had a, you know, pretty cool program with Purdue through IEPUI. Um, yeah, it's awesome. That's My brother did that engineering program too. Very cool. What yeah. uh, what kind of engineering? Mechanical. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So he doesn't do much engineering. He's a purchasing controller. Gotcha. Right. So, but he's an engineer who can talk to people like you that's so it's really valuable yeah yeah Yeah, what uh and it's kind of interesting you went that route in college and I guess what what was your main motivation behind starting this company that you started fuse me and I guess like what gave you the idea I guess how did that kind of come to fruition yeah so fuse me um I don't know if you remember when we were at school uh the festo app I do I remember that I remember awesome. the, bar, the Festo Bar Crawl. The Festo Bar Crawl, yes. I, one of my highlights of senior year, man. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so we had my brother and I, uh, Ben, he's a computer engineering student at U- University of Illinois. He's a junior and um, brilliant dude. Like, just absolutely brilliant. I, I don't know what we'd do without him. He's uh, He builds the product. He's very well-versed in computer science. Um, I like to think I'm good at coding he's definitely a million times better mm. and um, anyway we always built software together growing up um, liked computers like trying to figure figure out 
problem solving um, during college in order to make money we were like you know how do we combine this the computer science skills with um, I'm more I like you know going out doing sales and talking to people right and yeah so it was a good little mix um, we came up with this idea called Festo which is a bar specials app basically we'd get a bar to sign up and then they could add their bar specials to the app and then Butler students mostly it started at Butler um, could see those bar specials so they'd open up, open up the app. They'd click on a pin on whatever bars had specials that night, and then they'd go to the bar. It's pretty convenient. Yeah, pretty, yeah exactly. That's a great idea. Thank yeah. you. Um, we we struggled to find a way to generate revenue until we figured out. Um, take we built these things called uh, we call them Festo flies, Festo bar flies, okay. and they were these Bluetooth beacons that. I actually 3D printed the casing at IUPUI, and we'd, we'd plug them into bar um, televisions. Mm. So we'd have people that were using our app, um, Festo, and when they opened up the bar special, if they ended up in the bar that night, it tracked that conversion. Mm. The Festo fly would oh, track nice. the conversion. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we get paid on how many people we could put into those bars. Oh, it's oh, genius. Damn. Okay. Thank you. I like that. Um, Did your brother design that? Who, who, where did you get the fly idea? So, we kind of we came up with it together. Um, okay. I designed the casing because I'm you know mechanical and mechanical mm-hmm. engineering, and I was learning you know the 3D builds and sure. everything like that um, during school while he you know could handle the programming. So we kind of combined forces and built that out, and then started shipping them out around different bars. Um, we recruited. There's actually some some of the indie bars still have them mm. in the TVs. So if you have the Festo app, you can actually ping those okay. little flies. That's pretty wild. Um, uh-huh. I'll keep that in mind this weekend. Yeah, I had I had the app at one point, but I had to take it off because my phone had like eight gigabytes of storage on it. Yeah, and I just never put it back. Yet. It's probably but, crashing now anyway. It's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm adding it back, man. Bars are like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? Yeah. I don't. You can't find it on the App Store. No. Oh it's really? Just, yeah, oh, it's geez. totally dead. Yeah. Mm. We pulled it off. Okay. But, um, okay. Black market app store. Exactly. Black market. <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. Um, so, I mean, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, we started, we had no idea what we were doing with business. Um, I acted like a complete idiot. Uh, I recruited a bunch of friends from back home to take it to their colleges. And they, those friends, um, I mean, it was an interesting experience for sure. Mm-hmm. They... We got into some trouble. They were getting in, fight, in fights in the bars. Um, we would lose accounts. We lost one of our biggest accounts in Chicago um, because of a fight. That they were getting into? That they were getting into. Um, Just like with random drunk people or what? A bouncer. Um, we had a kid go in. And, oh, uh, A rep, a festo rep. Yeah. Go in and uh, was like... He, he was like, yeah, I'm a Festo guy, and gets in a fight with the bouncer. He's the bouncer's like, get the, get the hell out of our bar, Jeez. whatever. And uh, so that owner called us the next day and was like, hey, we're shutting down the account. You're sending out bad reps. Um, so me and my brother kind of had a bad taste in our mouth with not only how we ran the business, but just figuring that out in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of like legal issues that we would run into, and uh, we kind of wanted want to get away from the alcohol industry. Okay. Uh, what kind or, of legal stuff, if you don't mind me asking? Or you don't much, have to. Yeah, pretty, to you. pretty much um, hiring the wrong people and what that turned into without protecting ourselves. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, but again, it was all an experience, you know, just diving into something and yeah. trying it out and learning how contracts work then. Okay, right. this makes sense now. And that's um, something that we learned from down the road. The biggest piece of Festo that we learned from, besides, we have we still have good relationships with the bars. Mm-hmm. We're still able to do, um, we throw bar crawls every summer. Okay. Like you said, the Festo bar crawl. Yeah, that, that yeah. was fun. You guys have to ran, watch out for this you, now. You, you guys ran that really well. Thank good, you. I remember that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we really, we've learned how to utilize the bars to our advantage, and, you know, we want everyone to have a good time. I like mm-hmm. to go out. So, yeah. 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 It's, it's another networking opportunity, right? Another networking opportunity. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, and a stress reliever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. But the biggest thing we learned from all that experience was how did we 
continue to get new business? What, what led us to a new account, a new bar? It was always face-to-face conversation. It was always having a sit down with somebody and then introducing us to somebody new and then sitting down with them and building a good, genuine relationship. Mm-hmm. So when we, were, when we wanted to shut down Festo, um, it was a mutual decision uh, Ben and I made and we thought, well, how do we take that and apply it to something like social media? Um, right now, social media, you can, you know, on Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram, Twitter, whatever, you can sit at home and just add people all day long. Right. Well, we want to say, how can you build a more effective network? Something like what we, you know, recognize during Festo, building that face-to-face relationship, that genuine relationship that turns into an effective network. So we said, well, we can put a constraint on our FuseMe users. The only way you can meet someone or connect with someone on FuseMe is if you hold your phone next to their phone. Hmm. So our the- it was all a theory. The theory was if, you can, if we held that constraint and made people meet face-to-face, that was going to turn into more follow-up and eventually more an internship, a job, or a new business. Right. So we, we kind of took that theory and um, Butler let us apply it to a career fair for their students and we had all the employers come in with FuseMe on their phone and the students come in with FuseMe on their phone and tracked the follow-up data um, to see what was it effective you know because at, at the end of the day this was just an experiment mm-hmm. after the first event we got back um, there was a 59% follow-up rate from wow. employers fusing with students that's really good Thank you. I would say. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. arbitrarily. Right, right. And then a 47% follow-up interview rate. So something That's was That's pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. even more impressive than yeah. the first one. Wow. So something was sticking there, um, which is what really propelled us to say, okay, this theory is maybe it's not totally proved yet because we need to continue to collect data, but it's something that we can really utilize to jump off of and scale. Mm-hmm. Right now, actually, I'm on kind of a fuse me like college tour type thing. Yeah, um, I've been following your stories on Instagram. Yeah, so, so Monday we were at um, Franklin okay. University who or Franklin College, and they just sent a contract back. They're full blow, ready to go at all their events. Wow, nice. Um, thank you. Tuesday, University of Evansville. Um, we did a Google Hangouts because they're three hours south. South east or west southwest yeah. um seems like they're full in and we have an event there next week okay. and then wabash i was there yesterday as well and they're gonna try us out at a networking event in march that's but, awesome so it's starting to roll yeah, yeah we got about yeah. seven or eight um universities and colleges totally like ready to go um or continuing conversation with tomorrow you know meeting with iupui and then friday we have a butler event but okay that's cool. It's starting to move. It's it a, is, yeah. man. That's strange, exciting. It is. Strange time. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I want to ask a question. So it sounds like it's enhanced the follow-up experience from a networking event. Are there any, like, cool value adds that the app brings, like, at the actual networking event itself or even leading up to the networking event in terms of that? Yeah, so I think that um, the features that we have for follow-up definitely do mm-hmm. enhance the follow-up um, one of them being since we have that un- unique approach of having to meet face-to-face in order to connect we can show you exactly on a map where you met mm. so part of the app is it has a little pin of where you met what date and if it wasn't at, at an event it'll show you the event title okay the other piece is note-taking um, right after you fuse with somebody you're prompted to take a note on them so you can say, you know, um, from an employer standpoint, some of them will use the notes to rank the students. So they okay. remember if they meet 30, 40 students and they go back, they can write, you know, this is a one, don't follow up, five, follow up, um, interested in baseball. You know, so they can, students and employers can both include something unique in an email to follow up with them. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we, we wanted to figure out, you know, why did we have such a good success rate on that first one? So we did a lot of phone calls trying to figure out, asking the employers and recruiters, what, 
what made them utilize the tool afterwards. And it was simply, there's a picture right there. You can see where you met the person and the note that they took on them. They, could, they were able to recall that conversation they had or the moment where they fused so that they could mm-hmm. remember, remember, this is a person I want to follow up with. And right. Yeah. And it sounds like it just organizes data about key like business context in a much more like like organized effective way it sounds like fast a, too yeah. like it sounds really quick yeah like, like it's a, efficient like a business card on steroids there you Almost. go yes kind of. business card or resume on steroids gone yes, paper yes. both we're yeah. trying to get rid of business card and resume okay, okay. nice yeah. nice yeah dude that's awesome yeah i didn't i knew a little bit he tim was more familiar than i was and so i was kind of looking through today earlier and i was like all right like something way different like because I, I didn't know much about it so i was just kind of scrolling through i was like it's kind of cool and like i figured i just needed an explanation from you yeah. deeper so it's i think it's pretty rad dude it's awesome thank you yeah thank you. i'm glad it's that. taken off too it's like starting to snowball and once it's, you get that momentum like yes yeah we're starting to inbox is completely full linkedin messaging completely full. oh dude that's awesome yeah it's a it's a wild time right now um one thing i was curious like so uh, a lot of people wanting to do entrepreneurship, which is awesome, start their own thing. Uh, what are some of the biggest issues you faced that like other people don't see, don't hear about, where it's like the trench work, going through the shit, just like, man, that sucked. Yeah. Like having to either learn all about something you knew nothing about or a certain no that was just like, man, that's, that one's done. Um, like biggest things you face or just otherwise? Yeah, so... I think that's a side of um, entrepreneurship that definitely it's it's not put out on social media often, right. so no one gets to really see the um, the shit, for lack of a better term. Yeah, it's it, it's difficult um, every day. There's you know something new. There's it's it's problem solving on a daily basis. I mean, I I love it. Yeah, I don't see myself doing anything else. Um, I like high stress um, environments. But that's what it is. It's a high-stress environment all the time. Um, a huge thing that I'm really focused on every day is communication within our organization. We're only four people right now, and it's still difficult to always maintain a succinct message across what is going on um, every day because we have um, this guy, Leo Martin. Um, he's our data op- chief data officer. Um, He's a junior at Butler, and then we have my brother who's a junior at U, U of I, and then Jeff and I, um, we live together. So it's a, it's simp- it's easier for me and Jeff to stay um, in communication and understand what's going on on a daily basis. But it's hard when you have you know that distributed workforce. I don't understand how that distributed workforce works. I, I really do believe in keeping everyone in a you know in an office and a surrounded by each other and mm-hmm. always you know together. But the way we do it is a lot of every time we have a meeting we do a meeting debrief debrief it's a short template um, that we go into our Google Drive we type down you know it's three two one three things that can summarize three sentences to summarize the meeting um, two things that two action items coming from the meeting and then one thing that I would have done differently or whoever has a meeting would have done differently so it's our three two one meeting debrief we throw it up in the slack so everyone can see and again we're only four people but everyone can see what happened in that meeting that day mm-hmm. um, if they weren't with us yeah. we're putting these processes processes in place right now because I can only see as we continue to grow and add more people it, the communication is going to get you know yeah. wackier and wackier so if we can have these processes ready to go we can stay as succinct as possible yeah so when um, you scale you can you exactly. know what to look for exactly good. exactly what, what are your uh, visions for scaling at this point? I know you're four people and you're figuring it out, but have yeah. you thought, like, this thing is really, it's yeah, getting so, up a little bit? Uh, so every, uh, we have four people, but now we have, what, we're hopefully by the end of next week, eight universities totally on board. Um, the, the goals for scaling is to, you know, cover the entire United States. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now we're starting in central Indiana and we're working slowly outwards like that. Since we are a face-to-face networking app, we lose out on some of the 
usual network effects um, that you that a Facebook or a LinkedIn or an Instagram would see, because you could just open up the app and see you know your friends all there. So the growth is a little slower, but we are starting to see some interesting networking effects to the point where when someone meets someone new that doesn't have Fuse Me, they tell them about it mm-hmm. at a networking event or career fair, and they'll download it and they'll teach them how to use it. So we're starting to see a kind of an unpaid sales team within our user base, the people that really enjoy utilizing it. Um, sure. So the, you know, again, the goal for scale is, first of all, figure out how to continue to grow within central Indiana and then outside of Indiana to the other cities and states, um, but also how many schools can one person handle? Um, so we're in conversation with other people um, to start hiring Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just, you know, I'm a first time, like, although I had, you know, businesses in college, I feel like this is the first time where we're legitimate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, we're doing everything legally. We're a, we're a Delaware C-Corp yeah. um, doing business in Indiana. And that's for taxes. Yes. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> that's smart. You, yeah, you did your research. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know it's it's not just us anymore. It's grown bigger than ourselves. We have people. Um, our advisors are incredible. Our board of directors is incredible, and it feels like we're we're not just doing it for ourselves anymore. We're doing it for them, and we're also doing it because we believe in this product. And if we can scale this appropriately, we can help people create more genuine relationships, more effective networks. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. And these opportunities, like like Franklin and Evansville, they got to be huge for you because. At the end of the day, it's like a storytelling type of thing. Like you can, like you can use these as case studies to go to other universities. Just be like, hey, it worked here. Like, why can't it work for you? Hundred percent. We had, uh, you know, someone. We had a big presentation today in front of two hundred employers. Uh, Butler has a employer breakfast every semester, and they let us come and speak. Um, I think we hit it pretty well because that's exactly that's exactly right. You start to talk about other universities using it. And we had so many people, you know, coming up up to us afterwards, recruiters and employers. Um, we actually, Jeff had a LinkedIn message from the one of the head, you know, people in, in recruiting at um, in Indiana Tech, right when we left. So people are starting to hear about it. People are starting to reach out to us, um, which is definitely different than a so year. It's got to be a good feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. Dude. <laughs> a, a year ago it was us trying to, you know, get yeah. in places, and right. now it's people, you know, pulling us. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, different experience. Right so, now for sure. do they sign? Is it like monthly? Is it annual? Uh, what's kind of that side look like financially uh, when you when you sign these contracts? I mean, what you can share? Yeah. So, so that side right now, um, we start them off with a free trial um, to get them understanding the product, getting it saturated on their campus, and then give them you know our our data reports um, for free during the trial period. I love that. And we're trying to really get it going on their campus before, and having them find value in it before we charge them anything. Because mm-hmm. um, the end of the day, if they're if they're not finding value in it, don't want to pay for it, we haven't found shit. You know, we need yeah. to go back to the drawing board and find a better uh, product right. market fit. Yeah. Um, but we do. I mean, we believe right now that this is a this is a good fit. So again, it's a it's a it's an iterative process every day, both on the engineering side and the business side. So. We will continue. I can't give you an exact answer of how that looks yeah, down the road, yeah. but um, we'll continue to change it up as we go. Cool. Right. Fair enough. So, in terms of like implementation, implementing this in like a, a networking event, what what does that ideally look like to you? Like when you approach like a college, or do like the recruiters for that? You give them the fuse me, and then they like maybe send an email out to the attendees. Like how does that process work? I guess of implementing it into a networking event. Or how you want it to? Yeah. Be, so, I guess. so each each university or college is definitely a different case. Um, okay. Most of the time, we we like to have their um, we talk we have a collaborative approach with the university about internal marketing methods that they have for their students and employers that are going to come to these events. So we can give them marketing content and they can send it out to both the employer side and the student side. What's nice right now is that these employers go to and recruiters go to a lot of the same events so they either have already have it on their phone or have, or have heard about it which is cool in indie right now when we begin to scale to other communities we have to keep that in mind that 
we need to continue to grow our company, you know, employer partnerships as well. Because um, it doesn't work if you don't have both sides. It is nice to have the university partnerships because they can, you know, sort of help push us in those paths and mm-hmm. get us get us the employer partnerships at the same time getting students to utilize it. The I'd say the biggest bang for our buck is presentations um, before networking events. It, if I can get up there and Jeff can get up there and we can do a sort of a skit of how fusing works, fuse me works, people grasp it quicker. Um, and then when they download it, we always say, you know, you don't understand fuse me until you fuse. After you fuse, it's just a, it's a, it's like a dopamine hit. It's a different experience. It's, it's really quick. You just hold your phone next to the other phone, and it happens immediately. Um, that is pretty wild. Yeah. That's nuts to think about. Like, oh, that's it. Yep. Yeah, and that saves the hassle of just leaving a networking event. It's like you're, you talk to so many people. It's nice to kind of have a lot of that information in just one single spot. I'm sure because there's been a lot of times where I just I felt walking out of a networking event, flashing back to college, I'm like, wow, like, who did I talk to? Like, I kind of felt a little disoriented. That's like the, the note part of it. That's a genius. That's where that comes in. Like, yeah, oh, cool. exactly. Right, that's how I like that one. I'm, Close my phone, next person. Mm-hmm. Walk away, take your notes. Yeah. That's well, the beauty of it. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the goal, you mm-hmm. know, get people to understand that this can be more effective. For so sure. for, like, you're around a lot of networking all the time. And I think sometimes a, a networking event can get a bad rap. Or people like, ah, no, I don't want to go. Or, man, I don't know how to sell myself at those things. It's like all me, me, me. So what are some things maybe you see have worked or changed, um, I mean, with the app, but that people can do or attack those differently, have a different mindset going into those, um, and just kind of come out feeling ahead a little more? Yeah, so... Because I know in college it's like, oh, a networking event, great, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... The approach with Fuse Me is you're not wasting time on the business card. You're not wasting time on the resume. You're, you can actually have a conversation with the person you're talking to. So it's not just about what I can get from talking to this person. It's I'm interested in this person. I want to know more about them. And that, that is the, you know, the essence of creating a genuine relationship. Do you really appreciate what this person is talking to you about and can I not have to focus on getting their contact information can I just focus on that conversation and you know remembering things about mm-hmm. them um, I don't know if I answered that very well uh, that was yeah that was that, pretty good uh, I was just kind of curious like for people to kind of take away like um, to feel ahead coming out on those networking events so maybe let me reword uh, how to better sell yourself. Like you have the app. How to better that, sell That's really okay. good. The app is a really good tool to kind of continue that relationship. I mm-hmm. absolutely agree. Um, so like, yeah, maybe more selling yourself in those environments better. Maybe someone's just like kind of nervous or they think it's still a waste of time, uh, app or not, uh, just like selling more in a, in a casual fashion, I guess, because you're in that space all the time. So from a, networking all the time. From a personal standpoint, like what, my approach to sure. going to yeah. talk to people, um, dude. I'm I'm like fluffy. I like uh, just you know goofing around and having like trying to make somebody laugh or mm-hmm. um, or or getting finding someone to make me laugh. Like I like those types of things, um, which helps with business. I think because it does help me build relationships. Mm-hmm. But I need to get better at being able to close a deal. Um, in regards to being more, you know, detail focused, I because I love, I do like, you know, I like talking to people. I like figuring out what makes them tick, and I think taking that approach into a networking event of building a relationship more so than what is this going to do for me is so much more rewarding. Um, when I go to a networking event, it's not about how many fuse me downloads can I get. That's a result. It ends up happening, and I end up meeting, you know, new people that bring me down new roads, but. I don't go into it like that. I go into it thinking I'm gonna meet someone really cool today. You know, like I want to find that cool person in here right now, um, not for what they can do for me, but because I like to laugh and I want to mm-hmm. find someone yeah. that makes me laugh. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. It's kind of a good approach. Like even like for someone, if someone's like shy or just like not as like you're very outgoing. We're all very outgoing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if someone's like, okay, maybe can I find someone fun right. or just like makes me kind of 
feel a little more comfortable. Yeah. So that's, I like that approach. That's good. Yeah. And I think it's like the curiosity aspect too. Like I feel like for me, like going into a networking event, you always got to assume that whoever you're talking to knows something that you don't. Or, you, or somebody can teach you something, or someone like you said, like can make you laugh. Yeah. Like if you approach every conversation that way, with like the curiosity, I feel like that kind of takes away from, I guess, the nervousness that I feel like some people even feel at a networking event. Because I remember, like, I would get nervous before a networking event. I would yeah. be so focused on like selling myself and like, oh, yeah. I hope they'll like me. I remember I think, the questions I would write down to ask, and they just came off like, oh, yeah. this dude just tried so hard to just right. ask some questions. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're just going there to. To, to meet people and just learn about other people's stories that they have to tell. Yeah. Why they're where they're at. So I think oh, that's 100%. good. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, one, one thing on that that I found very interesting was before we launched Fuse Me, we kind of, um, I would, I would sit in Starbucks at Butler a lot and, uh, I wrote up these surveys kind of, kind of about Fuse Me, like along the lines of, um, people's approach, students approach to networking events or career fairs. And one of the last questions was, do you value relationships or knowledge more? And I got a lot of, there were a lot of weird correlations to other questions. Um, and most people would put, a lot of people that I thought would put knowledge, they put knowledge. Um, but I, I mean, I, I really believe that the more relationships you have, the more the more knowledge you can mm -hmm. obtain, the more yeah, relationships exactly. you build. Yeah. Although reading, I love reading and I love you know learning. You can learn more by meeting more people. That's real life. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's more applicable. Yeah. Exactly. Because they can t they can tell you specific stories of where they've been yeah. successful or not. It's different. You can feel the emotional the emotion behind what they're saying. 100%. Whereas a book is just it's good to feed your mind with books, but like you don't really get the same thing as actually talking to someone in person. Exactly, and you know, they, especially someone that's been through something that mm -hmm. you're currently going through, you can ask them things that are you can't read in a book. Right, yeah. that's mentorship. Oh yeah. Someone sharing experiences they've had, so. 100%. I like like, people are so willing to do that too. Like just mm -hmm. people who've like quote unquote made it. Someone's like, hey, can you help me? Like, I really love what you're doing. You're really good at it. Especially, can you help me do this or that? Like. More times than not, that person is going to say, oh, yeah, sure. Like, and they'll buy you lunch or a cup of coffee or something yeah. like, you know, and it's, it's crazy. Just make the ask. Worst case, they say no. Big deal. Especially around Indianapolis. Yeah. The oh, city yeah. is so giving. You know, you ask, it's, it's just been incredible. We couldn't, I don't think we could have do, done this in Chicago. Um, yeah, that's where, you know, I grew up, and although I love that city, I don't see the doors being open the same way that they were in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. um, that people have been really inviting and always pushing us to the next, you know, person to meet. So I, I played. I ended up. I went to Maris for a couple of years, transferred to Chicago Christian okay. in Palos. Yeah. Um, and then played ball at Butler. But so that's actually what drove me to Butler. Um, oh, right on. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't huge. I I, I was always pretty good at math, but I never really. Um, knew what I, I, th I wanted to be a baseball player you know yeah um but then that kind of transition once I got into higher level mathematics in college it's like this I am in love with calculus as weird as that is <laughs> I absolutely adored it physics yeah. and everything if I go back to school I'd, I'd study physics um okay. mechanical engineering is like applicable physics but I do like the theoretical um side and I'd love to get into it mm-hmm yeah, I was, now that you I was say, shithole at physics. Right. Well, <laughs> I was terrible. It all makes sense why you said earlier in the interview, you, you mentioned how you love high-pressure situations. So it makes sense why you were a baseball player, and, and that, that makes sense. Yes, probably, you probably yeah. got that from that, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Always, um, it's that you gotta rush, perform. Like, all right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you gotta perform. Make a break. Right. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Uh, other than that, what else carried over from baseball to now business world for you? Meditation. As strange mm. as that sounds, mm. um, no, I'm all like about that. it. I yeah. love that. Yeah, we're all about that visualization. Yeah, enlighten us, awesome. man. Yeah, so um, one of my things uh, to stay relaxed before a, a baseball game was um, I'd get a little bit of yoga and meditation in, and really calm me down. Mm -hmm. um, I got into the transcendental meditation. He's this guy uh, out in California, um, Jaeger, Jaeger, Alan Jaeger, or Alan Jaeger. Last name starts with a J, but okay. uh, yeah, yeah. 
he started this long toss program I really got into and then um, moved into how meditation can facilitate your calming your body so you can be explosive really when you throw the ball when you're hitting whatever so that was a large lesson that I learned in baseball was how to stay calm and relaxed before a game and heading into yeah, a pressure situation really making it not not be pressure you know you, mm-hmm. you practice so much how could this have any sort of pressure just get up to the plate or you know field the ground ball throw the ball you know feel feel the ball throw the ball and uh I took that into business for sure um to this morning the first thing woke up yoga meditation you know I had a presentation um just stepped up to the plate you know it was yeah, real I relaxed that, and that's uh, awesome yeah, and I think I think I hit it well. as calm as you can to be as explosive as you can. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think awesome. it's almost weird if you don't meditate or visualize or do anything <laughs> like that. Like if I, I think there's there's something almost wrong with you if you don't do anything like that. Because I feel like people need that time to themselves to 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 think internally and just block everything out. for A hundred percent. So many distractions yeah. in our world today. Yes, that's to a phone. sauna, man. Yeah, visualize, meditate in the sauna. Unless I'm talking to a decision maker. Yeah. Then I need a good conversation. But the sauna, dude, is, oh. Mm-hmm. It is. Get some of the best ideas. That's like, sometimes I'll shoot you just like rambles in the morning, like early. That's why. Yeah. Oh, it makes so much sense. like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, I think we should do this too. What do you think about this? Oh, hey, I had this thought. This is fire. Like, it's like, all right. Love it. I'm going to stop now. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Love it. Then it's like, put your phone away in the sauna. Like, uh, how much do you preach about Oh yeah. that shit? But yeah, dude. I, Meditation, that's cool. Yeah, um, yeah. Strange as it is, that was uh, definitely the carryover. Yeah. Right. Well, it also uh, brings you in that more parasympathetic like response too. You're not in that go fight or flight. Exactly. You know, you're, yeah. You're getting ready calm. to go you're, do that. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> you're calm. You're relaxed. You're heading into a situation where you can be explosive. You know, being yeah. calm to be explosive. Yeah, it's awesome. That I'm literally reading a book that kind of encompasses that. It's called Mind Gym by Gary Mack like mind and then like like gym working out it talks about the visualization and meditation aspect as it applies to sports but I'm reading it right now because I think it relates to business so I think it's interesting how you talk about that it's huge man that's awesome I gotta check it out yeah because I like with me like I go into presentations even like cold calls when I walk into a business I've never been in before it's intimidating but I always like to for like five to ten seconds just close my eyes and like how do I want this to go? Like gather myself. So I think it's something that yeah. anybody can apply to literally anything they're doing. So I think it's hundred percent thing. So hundred percent. That's awesome. One thing um, when you're when you're just talking about that that I would like to touch on real quick about the meditation and yoga and everything is that you know maybe someone hears this and they think okay I'm gonna have a presentation so I need to do yoga and meditate before it to be calm and relaxed. What I've found out, what I've learned, is that it doesn't work like that. It is a, it is a process. It is a daily practice, mm-hmm. so that you can get into that mode more easily. Yeah. Because if you think you're just gonna be able to get those effects immediately that day because you decided to do it that morning, it's not gonna happen. This is a long-term process. Sort of, I don't know if it restructures your brain or makes you feel calmer and more relaxed when you head into those pressure situations. It's a practice. You need, mm-hmm. just like, you know, anything else, every, needs to be repetitive every day um, to get into that mode. But, yeah. yeah. I love that, man. It's a good, it's good point. I'm glad you said that. Like, it takes a while. It does. Like, yeah. And then it's a tool for you to access easier and faster when you really need it. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. I do want to ask one thing. So, flashing back to, to, to Festo, you talked about what you learned in terms of like gaining new business and gaining, but obviously you you worked with people that it, it didn't work out well with them, I guess you could say. Is there anything that you learned in terms of like choosing the right people to go into business with from that? I guess going off of that, what types of qualities do you look for in people that you wanna go into business with? Like, and how did you learn from your previous experience with working previously with people at Festo that kind of allowed you to, I guess, read people better and choose right business partners? Like, what qualities do you look for, I guess? And that's kind of a loaded question, but... No, no, I, I appreciate the question. Um, so, one of the biggest things I learned is that 
even if someone is qualified, they may not be qualified to work with you. Mm. Okay. So, you know, we're we're throwing resumes all day long, um, and that's what we deal with. You know, we deal with people creating their profiles on FuseMe and having these resumes, and there's a lot of very impressive, impressive candidates out there. But there's it's difficult to find a culture fit. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the biggest things that I look for now, and that our team is really understanding as we try to grow and meet new people and bring new people in is focusing in on that culture fit. So initially it was uh, you know, my brother and I, then we pulled Jeff on. Jeff was... Jeff Shank. Jeff Shank. Yeah, I, yes. I, I had classes with him. Awesome. Probably, yeah. Good guy. Yeah, he uh, is a good guy. I like him. Natural fit into our mm-hmm. culture. The dude, uh, he's crazy, but fits perfect um, <laughs> yeah, I like that <laughs> absolutely crazy I, I, he's my best buddy I couldn't you know him, him and you know my brothers are my best friends and um, it, it was great to bring him on board mm-hmm. he was actually he played baseball at Butler as well mm-hmm. his senior year he was a you know, top 10 pitcher in the nation really he was I didn't realize he was that up there yes wow. um, okay. and he was going to get picked up and like two weeks or a week before the season ended, um, Tommy John. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Uh, so he spent a year rehabbing, um, came back, then he hurt his shoulder. So it was, you know, kind of time um, he wanted to either choose, continue down this path of rehab with baseball or, you know, jump on to Fuse Me. And at the time, we were, he was selling jet engines as well uh, with this company called Turbine Options. Um, which I came on board to to run their tech side um, while we weren't, you know, making any money or making much, uh, having much momentum on the Fuse Me side. So we were, you know, both working there together, and I realized, like, this is a guy I want to work with forever. Um, Just extremely awesome. And the the last piece for him to come on board was uh, my brother. You know, my brother was going to make the final decision. And I remember Ben coming out and being like, dude, Jeff is – crazy uh but crazy good like I, yeah. we need him yeah you know coming on board so we felt a good it was a feel you know and at the end of the day it was a feel thing mm-hmm. and pulled him on and then the next guy leo um we had i'd known leo from these breakfasts we do um every thursday with uh, uh dick fatter and roland dorson okay roland is uh the old the ex-indie president of the indie chamber and uh, Dick was the dean of the business school gotcha. at Butler. And they pulled Leo in, and it was kind of just, you know, bringing some students together that were doing things. Leo runs a DJ business and got to know Leo more. He has a lot of experience um, with data and works over at Smarter HQ. So we're like, you know what? This guy, he's a, this guy is pretty sharp, and he's got the credentials, but also he's never late to this breakfast. That was like a huge indicator. It's like, this guy is never late to this hey, breakfast. Something you notice. Sticks out. Yeah. yeah. So then um, we called my brother down. Jeff and I called Ben to come come out, and uh, we had a bonfire. And we were like, Leo, do you want to come come by? You know, we're having a bonfire at our house tonight. Had, you know, just hung out. And uh, we found out, you know, like, this guy, he likes to say music. But yeah. <laughs> but. Dif- definitely different like we're, we're looking for diversity too and mm-hmm. he not only did he like the same music but he he's like it was just a f- another feel thing it was like yeah this guy he's awesome let's yeah. pull him on so it's so cool we kind of came into the, uh, the house and we we're like he's our guy we mm-hmm. all knew it you know after that bonfire so i think along with our you know mission and vision of fuse me building genuine relationship and effective networks that's how we want to deal with bringing new people on Mm-hmm. We want to know these people really well. Right. Um, we want to have the bonfire chat with them, you know, yeah. before they come on board. And then that's when, it's you know, we find out. Yeah, it's the initiation. It's, <laughs> the, it's where, where we really, you know, find out who they are. Mm-hmm. Are they going to be a culture fit? Could they handle us? Because um, there's a lot of different, dealing with a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. Leo wakes up at 5.30 in the morning. Ben wakes up at noon. You know, like, <laughs> so, but they're both very important pieces. Yeah. Um, 
Everyone so, works different. Hey, they got their yeah. systems. Yeah, so you know, we got to find the right times where they're matching up in their day. Um, and then Jeff and I try to be as flexible as possible just because you know we'll have meetings all over the place and at whatever times, breakfast, dinners, lunches, whatever. And uh, so it's, it's really fun right now. Um, I'm really trying to – another thing that I learned from baseball is appreciating the time – while I'm playing because it's you know it's gonna end someday and I remember thinking that um, in college is like you know this is gonna end sometime I want to really enjoy this so I started really after I made that switch in my mind I'm en- I started enjoying my games more I started enjoying the traveling um, you know the stuff that normally people wouldn't enjoy is like this is gonna end someday mm-hmm. so I'm trying to keep that in mind as well whether we fail or succeed with fuse me this is fun man I want to enjoy every single second of it so mm-hmm. trying again to pull back and stay present minded um, with this as chaotic as it as it is I love it so mm-hmm. staying present minded through this process has been a big focus of mine so matters as long as you still enjoy it uh, yes yeah. like I, I get this habit we, we've talked about it like ask someone what they do whether it's at work or something like oh so what do you do like oh do you like it just like an automatic follow up mm-hmm. like so that's awesome you enjoy it because we talk a lot on the show of making sure you wake up feeling like a human being and enjoying what you do because there's no reason not to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. 100%. So so you're full-time now with, excuse me, how yeah. long did it take from uh, when you actually started really working on it, kind of concept, but work was being done to being full-time? Um, I think full-time was at like 56 weeks and... <laughs> Um, I was counting down the weeks. You could yeah, tell. yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was like fifty, around fifty-six weeks, where I felt the transition um, from me, you know, bugging people and pushing people to um, know about this app to them kind of pulling me, asking me about it, was around forty, the forty-six week mark. And before forty-six weeks, nothing was sticking. It didn't feel like anything was moving forward at all. I felt like not moving backwards, but like this is. A ridiculously difficult task and then after that week explosion um, so just hanging with something that you really believe in for a really long time um, and I you know in hindsight it's not that long but while you're doing it it's like when is this gonna pay off when are we gonna start to see some results and it's starting to pay off so yeah. how, yeah. how did you battle through those points where it's like man not seeing anything like putting the work in it's not happening. What's going on? Like, is this it? I figured there's nothing else I want to do. So that kind of pushed me to, you know, if this doesn't work, I'm going to tr- make it work someday. Um, because, I, you know, I like I like engineering, and I, I worked in some um, – I worked at New Farm while I was in college. It was like a chemical engineering plant. I was a process improvement engineer, and I loved that. You know, I got, I got to test my brain and solve problems. But at the end of the day, this is what I love doing, and I couldn't see myself doing anything else. There's actually, I really like how Y Combinator out in um, California, Sam Altman explains when people ask him, um, you know, who should be an entrepreneur? How do you know that you're ready to be an entrepreneur? And he's like, well only people that couldn't do anything else should do this and I really like how he explains that now because I, I did feel like I didn't want to give up but I it sucked you know yeah. and so to keep going it was like well I kept going through what will I do if this doesn't work I don't know I don't want to do anything else this is it so it, it was just, it was really internal yeah. right on I like that it's yeah. a good frame of mind so you're gonna get punched or, a lot, or bad, or a bad frame of mind. Hey, you know? that's it's a, it's a necessary frame of mind to have. Being an entrepreneur, though, for sure, I like that. Thank you. I can see, I can see the belief in your eyes too, as you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you can like, hear it. You like can you, definitely hear it. Yeah, it's, yeah, I can tell right away for sure. Well, thank sure. you. I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. I, mm-hmm. It's you know all I do now. So yeah, no, and you do it like. And just me, like, consuming your content, like, on LinkedIn and stuff, like, I, I've been following, like, I, I, I can tell, like, you've been consistent with it, and, you, and I can tell, like, you, you put in the work, and, and you know what it takes to hire the right people, you know what it takes to, to gain new clients, because you've learned from your failures before, like, the failures, 
is necessary. hundred percent. So you good. have to fail mm-hmm. to find some sort of change. You know what? In in our organization, and hopefully this changes down the road, or maybe not, um, we fight a lot. Well, there is constant arguing, but without – one thing my brother always says is, like, without war, there is no change. And mm-hmm. – so we, you know, we do, we have many wars, you know, on a daily basis to try to figure out what is the best decision to be made here. And I think people try to, try to stray away from challenging each other and, you know, arguing and fighting. And it, it shouldn't get to yelling. Sometimes it does. It shouldn't. We're working on that. We're trying to, you know, bring it back. It should be more of a peaceful argument. But at the end of the day, if you're not fighting, how are you, and everyone's agreeing, how are you ever going to, you know, apply enough pressure on a on a problem in order to pull out a diamond sure mm-hmm. you know so I mean, if you really don't like something say you really don't like something exactly yeah well, so, we've had those like we've never like gotten to yelling right. and even close like we yeah. we just disagree on stuff and it's like well all right let's see what else we can come yeah. up with then it's, yeah. it's that's it's it good. like it's, and it's normal and it's ne- it's necessary for growth yeah like you said. that's a good quote from your brother your brother's pretty smart yeah dude, i'm telling you dude, wise kid man we want to yeah. can we bring like in the future can we bring you and you should have you both on i think i think that'd be awesome i kind of want to bring you you guys hey we got another yeah. mic yeah oh, we set up a fourth ab- absolutely sure. would love that yeah, yeah. yeah. that yeah. would be cool yeah that'd be excellent next time he's uh he's in town yeah we can come through here and yeah hit us up that'd be great yeah cool That'd be real rowdy. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's he's a bright guy, and we do we, we fight every day. But you know, we both had the same goal in mind. Um, very driven dude. Same with Jeff. Same with Leo. Um, we got a good squad together, and we just want to keep keep growing from here. Yeah, Is there a, a consistent thing that's fought over, or is it just always something else? Always something else. Okay. Um, Everyone kind of understands their expertise, um, which is nice. So, if one person is person is pushing on the other person, is we do need we, you got to prove it to them to them to make um, a decision happen. So, whether it be on the product side, the brand side, the business side, which are the three areas we really focus on every day, product, business, brand. It's a collaboration until. And if there's too much fighting over it, we understand like something good's gonna happen out of this fight. It may take a little time, but we always figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's good. So nothing really consistent always okay. that we're fighting about. Something you know new. Gotcha. Yeah. Something to improve your business as a whole. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, like you guys want the same result, exactly. cost improvement, but your methods may not always be the same. Hundred percent. Compromise, I'm sure. Hundred percent. Awesome. Today we had one uh it was about i really believe in our sort of constraint being the uniqueness of having to meet face to face and we always want to maintain that uniqueness and there's been a lot of discussion about um different features that we could add into the application that either employers or students would like to see in it that will derail that constraint Mm -hmm but it's always worthwhile to go, go over with the team. So, you know, today we had a pretty big fight about what what will help us maintain that constraint but also get to a point where we could implement these new sort of features or ideas within the application. Um, and that was, a, you know, there's an example right there of, a, of an argument that we had. Because um, the face-to-face is part of your brand now. 100%, yeah. So That's a big deal. It's a big deal, yeah. So we're always towing that line of, how far can we get without losing that focus and the uniqueness of the face-to-face interactions within our application? Yeah. Gotta yeah. stick to what you need, man. Oh yeah, focus is. Yeah. Once you start, you know, started pulling and getting pulled in so many different directions, really finding out that a focus is necessary because we could go so many different places, but then we lose out on opportunity in a specific space um one of our guys on our board josh owens at supply kick i know you guys have had him on that was one of the biggest um pieces of advice that he ever gave me was you know when he came into supply kick they were a platform that you could put out on all the different e-commerce sites they could you know they'd take products put them out on all the different sites well he came in and he said we're going to focus on amazon we're going to be amazon experts and 
that allowed them to find all the little intricacies of being an Amazon expert in order to be the best at Amazon. It, it shows, you know, they're one of the fastest growing companies in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Um, so we taking that advice from him and applying it to our our vision as well, mm-hmm. keeping that focus. Yeah, it's a good cool. guy. To, good guy to talk to and a good guy guys a legend to, ha- to have him as in a position where he's at for you guys as a company that's got to be huge man. A- absolutely brilliant yeah great yeah. guy yeah. yeah i can't wait to do part two with him yeah either oh man on. that'll be for nuts sure. yeah he's great what's Smart like dude. uh like biggest takeaway you've had good or bad lesson just the biggest thing like is there one thing that just sticks out to you like man that was a good learner yeah um Biggest thing from this experience that I've learned is every interaction matters. Um, it may not seem like it will matter because it may not seem like it'll turn into something new. You know, new business, um, new an internship or a job. That's like what we talk about being the effectiveness of your network. But everybody you know or any interaction that you should never be too good for a meeting unless it's going to pull you off your focus um, and it's just you know you have other things that you should really be concerned about but if you have time for somebody take the time to talk with somebody because not only will you get to learn about them and understand them as a person more which is so valuable in my eyes but you don't know who they're connected with we've had we've had a conversation with uh, I had a two hour conversation with someone before that, you know, I thought that nothing's gonna come out of this conversation, but I'm happy to, you know, talk and connected us with two universities. Wow. So, you know, you never know where those relationships are gonna go or who that person knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so every, I think every interaction matters. That's been the biggest takeaway. It's huge. I love that. Cause it's easy to just brush over, depending on how you're feeling internally, like, you may not be as energetic for that conversation or may not see it, but I, I like that. that. That puts things into perspective for sure. I could, I could take that advice for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like, you yeah. know, don't, don't brush somebody off just because you think this isn't worth my time. Mm-hmm. Um, they are. Yeah. You know, they are. E- even if it doesn't turn into something, you know, the more goodwill you put out there, right. the more, yeah. Yeah. I like that. There's a, Jordan Harbinger has this thing. It's a level one, let me see the name of it. It's like a level one networking intensive. I want to get the, I don't want to misrepresent here. Level one high caliber networking intensive. And they have like more courses, but you can sign up for that one for free. And in the first lesson it has, uh, scroll all the way to the bottom of your text messages in your phone. Those are people you haven't talked to in months. <laughs> and pick, like, the bottom three. Text them in the morning. Like, hey, I know we haven't talked in a super long time. I hope this finds you well. I know you're probably probably busy, so no worries on uh, rushing to get back to me. But whenever you have, you know, 15 minutes, we'll love to hear what, what you're up to. And so I scroll to the bottom of my text, and there's one guy, ironically, the other day, I was like, Man, I need to hit him up. See what he, see how he's doing. Cause I met him at a, a seminar that I was at for work, and you just a lot of learning and implementing into you know everyone's business. And I was like, I need to see how he's doing, what he's implemented, how he's done it, and just shoot the shit. And yeah. he was like one of my bottom three, and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> now I got to do it. Yeah. So I, I picked my three for tomorrow morning to send that text and just like a quick little. Hey, no rush on getting back to me. I know everyone's busy, but love to hear like how you're doing, what you're getting into. Love and that. You being in the space you're in, uh, I had to share. So that one, the level one is for free. So there's small stuff like that. I didn't look through the rest of them yet, but gotcha. that one, I'm like, man, that's good because no one does that. Yeah, I love that. And if you do that, that just changes the game. Like, mm-hmm. in yeah, that, those three really people's cool. eyes, like now you just shot way up here, like. You're in a different light in their eyes. Hundred percent. I really like so, it. So thank you. Thanks for yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that that one's free. He said. So the first one is is free. There's like I don't know, ten or twelve or something like mm-hmm. in level one uh, challenges that you do. So gotcha. Yeah. So eventually, you just change the way you communicate and interact with other people, 
because uh, as we've been talking, people win the game. You know, product, service, this or that, but you rely on your people. There's oh, four yeah. of you. There's a lot that weighs on all four of you. You got to rely on the next guy to help you through. Hundred percent. You need to have that trust. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Tim, you got anything else for uh, for Brody here, sir? Man, I think we covered a lot of valuable things in the past I think, hour. I think Brody just came and dropped some knowledge bombs. Yes. And <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> hope I didn't sound like an I idiot. Think, no, I think, no, I think, I think people are going to love this. I can already tell. Sure. You got anything else you want to add? Anything for us? Where can people find you? All that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, do a lot of, you know, fusing pictures with the – you can kind of follow along with our journey. Um, if you run into me, fuse with me. Please ask me to fuse. That would – make my day <laughs> yo let's fuse yes um this is better than fusing at the bar how awesome oh yeah hey, awesome. hey baby you got fused me oh yeah <laughs> i love it we had a uh, someone came up with this uh, are you dtf down to fuse <laughs> <laughs> that's good i yes. love that wait what else would it be <laughs> But yeah, so LinkedIn, if you catch me uh, down, down the street or, you know, run into me, ask me to fuse or, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, at that's my Brody. <laughs> <laughs> like that. cool. That's awesome, man. And hey, we really appreciate uh, your time coming yeah. uh, to hang with us, be on the show. A lot of good, good value here that you added. Yeah. So really appreciate that. I think people are going to take away a lot of good things from you. So. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really, I appreciate the opportunity. This yeah. is uh, fun. Right. Thanks again, Brody. Of course. Thank you.